We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. America's problem is Welcome to the takeoff, man. You know who it is, Superstar P. This is part two of the We Got Trump show, man. I, I promised I was going to give y'all part two, and that's exactly what we're doing tonight. I know it's a quick turnaround, but, man, you know, this is some information that really needs to get out there. So, man, first, let me get a shout-out to my sponsor, Supernatural Barbershop. Man, appreciate y'all giving us the love and all the new fans that we picked up along the way. We appreciate the love. Tonight, we got a very special guest, the CEO of the Vent Podcast Show, Mr. BJ Tisby. What's up with you? What's good? What's good, man? Appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, hey, I just want to let y'all know, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here, glad to be on the TakeOver Show. Uh, like you said, my name is BJ Tisby. I'm the CEO of the Vent, uh, where you can be yourself to free yourself, ventilate your mental state, stand for something, fall for anything. So, I'm just happy to be on the show with you, pal, man, and uh, I really appreciate it. Oh man, you know, he shouldn't sound like no stranger because before the takeover was even created, we had the show called The Vent. You know, I was on there. The Vent's still going on. You know, BJ's had to take a pause. He's doing his full-time school thing, which we all applaud that. Work school, yeah. all that. Work yeah. school and everything. So, man, The Vent actually gave me my start to get on the microphone. So, I got to thank Mr. BJ Tisby for that. Man, it's all cool, man. It's all love, man. You still part of the event? You know oh, yeah, yeah. Always, we, we, we always. Cross-promote, you know how we do, man. Always. Um, I did want to ask you, so what What can we look towards the future for the event? I know you have to take a time out because, you know, you're doing the work and the school thing. So I know you're about to relaunch the event back up. So what can we be looking for as far as, you know, new projects or all right, man. Well, what you gonna be looking for? Uh, I'll be back. Uh, I already got my midterm grades and everything, so I'm finna get ready to fire everything back up. But okay. what you can, what, what y'all can start looking for out there, y'all gonna start looking for the V Live Five, which we gonna do. Uh, it's gonna be video of uh, our sports. We are gonna pick our top five sports of the week okay. from uh, NFL to NBA, and now that we gonna pick five teams, and that's gonna be new added to the event. And then after that, man, we just the same old, same old. We going back into our politics, sports. Uh, crazy talk, you know, have you just all the just all the original stuff from the event? But the new thing coming will be the V Live Five, so y'all be looking for V Live Five. Okay, man, that sounds. I'm I'm looking forward to that, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You know, um, I, I've really been looking forward to this show because if you ever heard BJ talk, this man is highly intelligent and deep. So I'm gonna ask him about a few topics. I'm gonna ask him about the topics that me and BA discussed yesterday. Man, the first thing I want to ask you about is Colin Kaepernick. Uh, it, it's been well known that he didn't vote on election day. Uh, there's been a lot of different opinions about him not voting. So what I really want to know is what's your take on him not voting on election day? I, I understand it from both sides. And uh, right. the reason that I say that, I listened to, to Stephen A's rant today. Yeah. Uh, and um, it... Stephen A. lost. I mean, because I see where Kaepernick is coming from now. I voted. Right. Everybody has their uh, their reason for voting. And then everybody had their reason for not voting. Okay. I voted because, you know, of my people, you know, 
the, the stuff that we had to go through because at one point in life, we couldn't vote, you know? So people died, it's blood on that vote. Right. Now, as far as Kaepernick goes, man, it's way deeper than, than what people think when it comes to uh, Kaepernick not voting. I understand why he wouldn't, why he didn't vote. Man, when you go deep into your history and you see everything that, that has happened and that has gone on as far as vote goes, look, Malcolm X didn't vote. Uh, ballot of the bullet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go listen to the ballot or bullet speech, he breaks down why he does not vote. And, it, you know, so Kaepernick, Kaepernick on some other stuff, man. I'm telling you. People in this country that are that have listened to Stephen A. go off on, they, Stephen A., he, you have to go into your history. And Kaepernick is deep into his history. I understand why that man not vote. The stuff that he stands up for, it has nothing to do with what he stands up for, but he's so deep into his history. Man, I, I know. I know what he is. He's not on the surface. Stephen A. looking at it on the surface. And other people that are outraged are looking at it on the surface. It's, dude, you have to go deep. When you go deep into your history, you'll see why that man not vote. And I'm, I'm with him. I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to take nothing away from Colin Kaepernick for him not voting because he has his reasons. You have to see his reasoning before you bash. You got to see his reasoning. You know? I'm with that. I'm um, with that. And, and, and look, it can go all the way back to this. Um, maybe Kaepernick felt like his vote didn't count because the electoral vote is what gets the president in the office, not the popular vote. I, when we vote, that's the popular vote. The electoral vote is what gets him in. So maybe he feel like he doesn't have a voice. He didn't have anything to do with that. Because in all actuality, our vote really didn't count. If you think about it, the electoral college vote got him in there. Right. Am I right? You're right. Okay. You're right. So if somebody didn't, if somebody felt like they vote didn't count for that reason, that's a true reason. Go Google it. Google electoral vote. It'll tell you that. The popular vote does not get the president in the office. The electoral college vote does. You know, that was an articulate breakdown of, of why the, uh, you feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I applaud him. I mean, he's he, he being brave for what he's doing, but I know why he's doing what he's doing. You have to understand the guy. You have to understand both sides. I understand why Stephen A. is mad also. Mm-hmm. Okay? What Stephen A. is saying is, Okay, people died for you to be able to vote, for your right to vote. I understand that. I totally understand that. Right. But in all actuality, they they died for your right to vote. Now let's let's talk about that word right for a minute. Okay. What is your right? Your right is I do this if I choose to. Am I correct? You're correct. So how can you bash him if, if he does not want to vote? He doesn't have to vote. Does that make him a bad person? Does that make him a horrible person? Does that does that delete everything that he stands for? I don't think so. You, you see, you feel me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's how I look at it, man. That's real talk. I like that. You know, um, I, I listen to Stephen A's rant too. I'm fifty. No, no, no. I ain't gonna say fifty-fifty. I'm gonna say seventy-thirty. His kneeling and all the, everything he stood for doesn't get erased. Because he didn't vote. It's still there. I think it hurt the, his credibility a little bit because he didn't. I'm going to try to explain the best way I can. Okay. Um, he, he, he pretty much led this new revolution of the protest against the flag. 
and we know why he's protesting because of you know inequality for minorities, police brutality, and everything. And I'm with him on that. So he is the face of this new charge that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, voting people shed blood for you. Like I said, the right for us to vote. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a leader, even though you didn't like Trump or Clinton, there was other independents that was on the ballot. And sometimes you have to do stuff as a leader that you really don't want to do, but just to show the people that's following you, like, hey, I'm going through this process with you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hey, y'all got out there and vote. Y'all got to stood in these lines and probably took some stuff from these other people. But I went through that process with you. So, you know, to come out and say I didn't vote because I didn't like, you know, I didn't trust these candidates and it wasn't going to make a difference. I wish he would have went deeper into his explanation where people would understand why he didn't vote. Because when you just say that on the surface, you're like, you just didn't vote because you didn't like them? Because all people going to say is you could uh, pick one of the independent parties. Mm-hmm. You know. So I wish, hopefully one day he'd go deeper and break it down further on why he didn't vote. I believe it's more to it that he's not saying. So that's the thing I want to hear beyond the obvious of why he didn't vote. Okay. Can I you ask know? you a question? Go ahead. Is there a such thing as a highly intelligent person like Stephen A. Smith being ignorant to a fact? Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason I ask that question is this. Maybe Stephen A. is ignorant to the fact of why Kaepernick doesn't want to vote. See, I'm telling you, and I'm telling America this also, it's somebody very powerful behind Colin Kaepernick that's teaching him and, and I know he's self-educating himself on his history. Uh-huh. So, I think Stephen A. Smith is ignorant to the fact of the matter of why this man, because he has his reason. Yeah. Because, let me let me ask you this. Okay. When when he started doing all of the kneeling and he got the, the backlash and all of that, every time that happened, he always came up with a legitimate reason and he hushed the crowd because he had a legitimate reason and he actually made people come back on what they were saying. Oh, because you had so many people saying, oh, now I understand once his logic, once he put his logic onto it. I just think Stephen A is he's he hasn't went he hasn't heard Kaepernick's full explanation yet, and he blasted that guy before he even heard his full explanation on both. Yeah, Stephen A gave him a like a an 1860 lashing with the bull whip. Mm-hmm. Mine's was just like one of them, you know, the little wooden spoon your mom used to pop you on the wrist. And don't right, right. That's I guess I'm giving him just a little pop on the wrist, like. Like, you know, I, I, I wish you would have voted, but I'm not going to abandon you in your cause because you didn't. But it's his right. You know, but it's his right. And, you know, am I a little disappointed? Yeah, but in the end, it was his right not to vote. Hopefully one day somebody will sit down with him, give a good interview, and have him to go deeper until to why he didn't vote. I guarantee so the people, you coming. So the people that's following him will understand why he didn't vote and just not vote because Kaepernick didn't vote. Because he has a reason why he didn't. He gave us the reason, but it's got to be more to that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be more to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I guarantee you, within the next couple of weeks, we'll get a, I bet you we'll get a valid excuse of why he didn't vote. Well, I'll tell you what he needs to do. He needs to be. He needs to play better on the football field because what I've been seeing yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I think his passion for football 
I, I think his political stance has has um, taken away. It's, it's our way. It's our way. What has what has happened? Yeah. And I think his I think his career isn't as important anymore as his self being. I think he has become so educated. I think he he see how corrupt the system is and all that. I think he's consumed himself with it. Man, if you look at it, man, Colin Kaepernick has lost dramatic weight. He's not even football shaped anymore. Like his. Yeah, very small. I don't, and I don't think he. To be honest with you, I don't think football is important to him anymore. I really don't. I think it is, but I don't think it is as important as it used to be. I think this cause has taken top mantle over football, right? right. But at the point in time right now, he needs to really concentrate on football because that's his job. But if you're getting twelve million a year guaranteed, I guess. I guess you can do that. Right, you know? right, right. And he does give back to the community. Yeah, he you does. You know, I mean, he's doing a lot for the community now, man. He's going to meet with, with these leaders, these political leaders and all this kind of stuff. Man, I'm, I'm actually proud of Colin Kaepernick. What I think has happened is, and I think me and you talked about this offline, the thing is, man, that man is trying to find his identity. Okay, because, you know, like I said, he's mixed. And on top of that, he's an adopted child and all that. I just think he's trying to find his identity. And I think... He's hit on something as far as his heritage goes and all of that, and I think he has he's just consumed in it. Well, I tell you, I wish I could interview him because I would ask him, I'm like, all right, Colin, what would it take for you to stand up for the anthem? That's the answer I, I really want to hear. What it would exactly take, what would you have to see to make you start standing again? Man, I can tell people this. I can tell people, man, if you listen to the ballot or the bullet. You can, you would really, by Malcolm X, you would really understand why Colin Kaepernick is the way he is and why he's so, um, what, I, I guess you would say rebellious or, man, it's a lot of messed up stuff that has happened in this country. I'm a history major. Right. So, you know, I know, you know, I mean, I read, I do assignments on, I have tests on these and, and uh, papers that I have to do. Man, it's a lot of stuff that has been actually forced onto people. There's a it's a lot of erased history. It's a lot of it would it could produce a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Yeah. And that's what happened. Malcolm X, he had to go. And the reason he had to go is because he had so much power and he was bringing so much to the forefront and he was educating people so much to the point to where it it was move it was making something move. I can understand. I understand both sides. Now, I can understand the average white American that says, hey, our troops went and died. You were true. You know how I feel about that. Okay, our okay. troops went and, you know, did things like this, wars and all that. I understand that too. I'm empathetic on both sides. I'm a, right. I'm a boat. I'm a shoe on the other foot type of guy. Okay. I can understand the average American saying, well, he just needs to, but then I understand stand his side too. Right. And that's where the division comes in there. This country will forever be divided, man, because of the opinion and the the erased history. And it's just, it's just a lot. People have forgotten the whole thing. We can agree to disagree. Right, right. You know, right. We, we don't do that anymore. Everybody has to be right. And at the end of the day, they have to be right. Instead right. of like, you know what? You, you made your point. I made my point. But we just going to agree to disagree and carry on with life. People just feel like they have to be right. And you don't. You, you don't have to be right. It's okay because at the end of the day, there's never a right or wrong answer. No. It's not a right or wrong answer when, you, when you're talking about certain subjects. Certain subjects, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's not right. a right. It, it's an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. I could say this. 
I can I can be psychological with this. Man, you ever heard the the, the slogan, man, he lies so much until it's true to him? Yeah. Okay. You can't you can't take that away from that person. If that person has decided in their mind that they want that to be true, even though you know it's a lie, you can't take that away from them. That's their opinion. Right. Am I correct? You correct? That's how pe- that, that's how it's always gonna be. But if we had to disagree, I mean to agree to disagree, it'd be great. But like you said, everybody has to be correct. And that's where the problem comes in at. And that's where the argument comes in at when it comes to Kaepernick. Yeah. Yep. You know, Kaepernick, I called you a dummy yesterday. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. Man. You ain't a dummy. So, um, I know who is. Let's go. I know who is. Is it go time? It's go time. It's go time. I'm going to just drop the name, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. Lil Wayne. Go. Lord have mercy. I'll, I'm going to say Lord have mercy first. It actually bothered me because, man, you know, me and you have discussed Lil Wayne and we've had many debates about Wayne. Right. And I I have given Wayne the benefit of the doubt on a few occasions where I probably shouldn't have. But for you to get up here and say that you have never experienced racism and all that, are you crazy? Man, do you know how many fans you have and how many people can quote your lyrics? Remember in the song you did with Robin Thicke where you talked about being labeled as a refugee in your own country? What was that, Wayne? Was that not a part of racism? No, I don't I don't think so, right? That's a part of racism, man. Yeah. If you're labeled a refugee in your own country, what is that label that? That's racism. In That's, your own country, right? Okay. And he had another song also where he um he it was it was another song. Let me let me think of what it is real fast. I actually got it in my notes because I sent it to you yesterday. Right. Um, he had, I'm going to tell you the lyrics. I got the lyrics right here. Let's see. What did I say? Oh, the hurricane came and took my Louisiana home, and all I got in return was a darn country song. Ain't that a form of racism? Yeah, it is. To him, doesn't he feel like he was oppressed at that point? Yeah, and I, I recall, didn't wasn't he trying to get tickets to like the Oklahoma City basketball game? Uh-huh. And they didn't give it to him. Then he said they was being racist against right. him. Right. So, so you know, yeah. Why did why, so? Why did Wayne do this? Why? Why do you? Because before I go in, why do you think Wayne did it? Wayne did that because I think that's just how he truly feels. He's been so disconnected from the stuff I go through and you go through. And, you know, like you um, stated yesterday on our offline conversation, he's been in show business since he's 12. Was he like 32? That's 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 20 years where where he's been pampered and he's been living the high life. Surrounded and by have, yes men. Yes men. He's going to have the best of everything. Mm-hmm. So when they, so when people ask him questions, he don't, he don't really care. You know, he's not thinking about the fans that follow him. No, Wayne, you don't go through none of this stuff, and you might not need Black Lives Matter, but your fans do. Mm-hmm. Your people in New Orleans do. The black race, we need those people when something goes down, when the police brutality and all this other stuff goes down. You you look to Black Lives Matter and hope they come to your aid. I think he was running. I think he was afraid. I think, I think Wayne, I don't think he knew how to answer it correctly. And then he let that reporter get to him also. But, man, for Wayne to be as intelligent as he is, because he is an intelligent young man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For him to be 
that intelligent, I knew better when Wayne said what he said. And I was embarrassed for him. You ever been embarrassed for somebody? Like, you watching a movie, and you be like, oh, you don't even want to watch it. Yeah. That's how I felt when Wayne came in and said what he said. I cringed. You know, it didn't surprise me because I didn't expect nothing different from Wayne. I Just watching him on TV the past couple of years when he'd be on shows, it's like he's half high. You can't hear him. He's slurring his words. That's one of the problems. So, you know, I didn't expect nothing different. He talked about, uh, man, as long as my bitches love me. He didn't say women. So you women that's fans, I guess he wasn't talking to you. He says bitches unless you consider yourself a bitch. That's another show. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it 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 made me cringe because I know how many intelligent rap artists they are, and they just happen to ask him that question because you know the racist white people like take stuff and run with it. Right, like see them, right. see how the rappers are, see how stupid they are. They don't even know their own people. Yeah, you know. So you 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 giving them credibility. God damn white. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand. Look. But I know I knew better when he said what he said. And I had to think about it. I said, man, dude, you have experienced racism many times. And you have expressed it many times. You even talked about how Al Sharpton, you didn't like Al Sharpton because of what he did. And then you turned right back around and do it. Then you had a concert where you were shouting out Black Lives Matter. So what were you doing? Wayne don't care. Because he know at the end of the day. He could say whatever the hell he want to. Until he that could, home he, experience. He could drop the Carter Five right now. And it is still sell. It's still he probably go platinum. Let me let me you say know, this. You're he, right. You he, exactly he's right. unaffected by the stuff he does. He doesn't really have to pay no consequences for the stuff he says because we because there's a large margin of our people that's gonna follow him regardless. You want me to tell you what happens to people like um, because we on this subject right now, I'm, I'm going to even go back a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to give you two people. You want me to tell you what happens to people like Lil Wayne and the Stephen A. Smiths of the world? What happens is, man, the another offline conversation me and you had was about the, the difference as far as the freedom goes of the, the, the outcome of the situation. Okay, like for instance, this is, this is how I look at it with these cats. Man, you comfortable now. You're not you're not in lower America anymore. So you you feel like you have to be polit- politically correct because guess what? You want somebody else's ticket at this point. Mm-hmm. This is your livelihood. This makes sure you you jumping in the fresh bins every day. This makes sure you live out in the suburbs away from everything that's going on in the low income areas. You see what I'm saying? So I have the notion to think that they're protecting me. Okay, how would you and, and, and like I said, this is being empathetic again, but you can't really blame them for saying some of this the coonery stuff that they say because guess what? Wayne daughters or Wayne kids go to the best schools, live in the best neighborhoods. Yeah. Just got all this you see what I'm saying? Right. So just like with athletes, they say buffoonery and coonery. Okay? You don't want to lose none of this. You afraid. Once you get about the hood, once you get up. From around all the stuff that goes on around you, all the violence and all that, once you get out of that, you you comfortable. You happy now. Right. So, how many people we know that'll do whatever they can to keep themselves in that situation? And can we blame them for that? No, you can't. How many people have you heard, athletes and everybody, get on TV and say something so stupid, and you know they know better, but guess what? They looking at it like, man, this man is paying me. 
somebody paying, and they they afraid. They afraid to lose that. I think there's a difference between saying politically correct stuff and saying completely stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these athletes just say stupid stuff, right. and sometimes you can tell they saying politically correct stuff. And I'm gonna give you an example. Like anytime any gay incidences happen, everybody always say they support gay people, and I, and I know that ain't true. Mm-hmm. Every athlete does. I I know that's not true, but they so afraid to say, not to say they don't. Cause hell man, these days you get suspensions, you, hit you get it right on fined, the you, hit it right you, on the you lose the sponsors. So you're forced to think a certain way. You're not allowed to have your own opinion about stuff unless it's politically correct or it goes with what's going on in the world. You mean, you, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut y'all. No, no, no problem. Cause, oh. Cause if you go get something different, you worked your whole life to get where you at. These sponsors are paying you good money. Mm-hmm. So so do you quote unquote keep it real mm-hmm. and take the hits of your pocket? Or you go along with the status quo and keep it rolling. That's what they do. Because you know, people say, oh, he didn't keep it real. Are you gonna reimburse him for this money you gonna lose? Right. And I can tell right. you right now, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. You know, I'm just talking about the general public. I had to be careful when you label people as cooning mm-hmm. or being politically correct or being stupid. There's a fine line, and you have to put yourself in that situation yeah. on what you would do. It's, what e- it's easy to say it from the sideline. Mm-hmm. But when you got millions of dollars at stake, and you got mortgage, you got a whole family to um, feed and take care of, you think of things different. So, what, let me give yeah. you one athlete that did that, though, that didn't give a damn? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, but look at the time too. At the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but he he stood for something. See, the thing yeah. is, what has happened in America is, man, money has made money has made people scared to stand for who they really are. Am I lying? No, you ain't lying at all. Money has corrupted. Money has corrupted and manipulated everything for real. Everything it has, dude. It but like I said, I'm on I'm on both sides here. I, I understand, because we all know more money, better education, better standard of living, all of it, oh, yeah. versus, man, if if I wouldn't have said that, but this is how a lot of them look at it, too. How many, like you just said, how many of my brothers, if I stand up for them, how many of them going to come to my side when I can't pay my life? Either? Right. That's how they looking at it. That's, but that's, you know, but like I said, money has torn all of that apart. So basically, hey, you get a you don't have a political right in this locker room. Man, I'm paying you $30 million a year. I don't need to hear shit about what, excuse my language, I don't need to hear nothing uh, about good. what you, I don't want to hear nothing about your political stand. I want you to get out there and catch some football. Well, i tell you what, I, I want to ask you about something else before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, that, this is probably the biggest thing going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. You know, we got President-elect Trump. Mm-hmm. That would be taken off as January 20th, 1912, 2017. Mm-hmm. I just want to get your quick quick view on that, on him being elected. Well, I look at it like this. Quick view. I'm going to try to break this down as quick as I can. Oh, you ain't got to um, be quick. Hey, hey let, get your thoughts out. It's not going to affect. It's not going to affect us. It's not going to affect the middle class. Donald Trump is going to affect the lower class of people because Donald Trump is going to run this country like a business. Donald Trump does not know what it's like to be in a lower class community. He's going to run it like a business. Just like me, you talk about it all the time. When it comes to business, what he'll do, he's going to, okay, for, in my job, for instance, 
if you put a courier out there and he can't run the route in a certain amount of time, you got to go. Right. What he's going to do is he's going to bring the, the lazy people up off their behind. And I don't, I don't agree with all of his standards, but I'm not as concerned as, and I'm not scared as everybody else because I'm in the middle class. I get up and work for a living. Right. Who is, like I said, who is going to hurt is the people that don't want to work, the people that are scamming for disability, there's, uh, the food stamps, the welfare recipients and all that. That's why you don't depend on the government like that because they control you. He's going to control that problem. They hate that. They hate to see, you know, people, they work for a living or, or whether they came from rich backgrounds or whatever. Hey, they hate to see somebody going in there buying up all these steaks and all that kind of stuff and hell. The government paying for it, but you get to go home and smoke weed and play Madden all day and sit in the trap. Yeah. They hate <laughs> yeah. to see that, but that's what's going to happen. That's who he's gonna. That's who he's after. He's not after the middle class. He's going to run the country like a business. I believe that. Because uh, he's a businessman. With Trump, this is what's probably going to... I preface my comments by saying I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for I Clinton. However, he's going to be the next president. Hell, ain't nothing you can do about it now. So, mm-hmm. you just got to get behind him and hope he does a good job. The motion and, and do some of the stuff he said he was gonna do. Now, people think that you got some ignorant people think the rhetoric he used in his campaign, he's gonna use as the as a president, and he's not gonna do that. He's got to govern now. You know, mm-hmm. he used that because he got the pulse of America. And the pulse of America is we want to be the furthest thing away from Barack. Mm-hmm. He used that. He put that in his campaign, and the white middle class working group is the people that voted him in because he said everything they wanted to hear. Now, some that have been manipulated think that's going to keep going, and it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not going to happen. The most shocking thing was the LA. I just the the campaign was so nasty, and the allegations the allegations were so terrible. That's what shocked me but the you most. Know, Cause he's a bully if you really look at it. He, he's a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. We live in reality TV. He brought the reality TV to the campaign. Mm-hmm. People recognize that and enjoy it. And they want. He, it's not much he said that's politically correct. A lot of people been waiting on that. The stuff he said about the women that didn't phase the election. Mm-hmm. The stuff he said about the Mexicans that didn't phase the election. Mm-hmm. He, he got more of the black vote than Mick Romney did. And John McCain did. So, I mean, 88% of the black vote, maybe a little bit more, went to Clinton. Not Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. But what I'm saying is, out of all the stuff he did, it still didn't affect nothing. The Clinton campaign got complacent. They got arrogant. Mm -hmm. They got lazy. Mm -hmm. They didn't campaign like they did. They didn't campaign in Wisconsin and Michigan. She was ready to blow him out. Because Barack won those states. Oh, I'm going to win him. He won him. That's bad on you. Clinton didn't win Florida. She didn't win Texas. That's bad. I mean, she wasn't on TV that much. She wasn't great in interviews. I mean, she was, but it was a period of time. She wasn't great in no interviews. Trump on TV everywhere. Trump on Twitter everywhere. Trump everywhere Clinton went. He was there in the nearby, nearby town campaigning, hitting it hard. The man worked his ass off. I got to tip my hat to him. Do, do I do I really like him? Not really. But hey, hustle respects hustle. And he hustled. He worked hard. He got on the campaign trail. He knew what to say. Um, and look, 
He is a shining example of hard work can get you where you need to go. Right. I mean, right. you know, some of that has to do with color, but he ain't never held no political office whatsoever. And now he is able to be president of the United States. And this is going to open up the floodgates now. So people with a lot of money is going to start running with no political experience because this election has proved Mm-hmm. That you don't need it. And another thing it proved, because a lot of the black vote did not get out there like we should have. Mm-hmm. When the president, and he specifically asked us, hey, it'd be a shame of my legacy, a tarnish of my legacy if y'all don't get out there and vote. And we didn't do that. And now y'all want to get out here and protest. If you didn't even vote, you had to protest, man. Take your ass back to the house. Right. Because you helped voting me. And one more one more <laughs> question I want to, uh, hey, I, I just want to, I was asked at work today is do I think uh, uh, Trump is a racist? Absolutely. Because, I mean, but it's a condition. It's not, I'm not going to even blame him. Racism is a condition, man. Racism starts in the household. So everybody got some of it in them somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Right. So from where he came, he can't He can't see the people. He can't see the welfare system. He can't see that. So, and when you got black people killing up each other in Chicago in record numbers. I mean, he, they, they, he's looking at us like animals. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Does he have some in him? Yeah. I think everybody does at some point, unless they were just not raised in this country. You know, racism? Don't know. Prejudice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a distinct difference between the two. Is he racist? I, I don't know. He's a president now, so race, racist, not racist. I think he is because of the way he talk about the Mexicans. Yeah. And it could be. Uh, the only thing I, I would say to everybody, don't profit doom yet when it ain't happening. Right, right. We don't know what's going to happen. What happens if four years from now he was the best president ever? Then what? You scared people the ones that's depending on then, the government. Then we, don't, then we don't panic for nothing. You know, don't don't call out doom before it happens. Mm-hmm. We just got to wait and see what happens. The good thing, there is checks and balances. He just can't do whatever he wants to. There's checks and balances that he has to go through to put stuff in motion. So everybody needs to calm down. I know, I mean, is it, can you be nervous? Yeah, because we don't know. Everybody's nervous about the unknown, the unexpected. But I just caution people, man, keep you cool. Don't make no bad decisions. Don't get fired off your job for some stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying, man? And create your own wealth. That, that's another thing I got for y'all. Create your own, create your own wealth. We're trying to build a broadcast network over here. So, hey, create your own wealth. That way you don't have to worry about I, it. I'll say, um, go on to the vent in the very own, the very first episode. Was it Control Your Own Situation? Control Your Own Situation. You need to go and listen to that. This man, BJ Tizzy, put out an outstanding show. So go back. Some of y'all have already heard it. A lot of y'all have it, so you need to go over there and listen to it, man. Hear the words that this man said, and, and you can put that into your own situation. It is about controlling your own situation. Man, hey, I, I just want to say this too, uh, Superstar Pill. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, We're going to be doing this a lot. It's going to be a lot of collabs. We're going to bring a lot of people from the city to, to all of these shows. Man, there's enough money out here for all of us. It's, it's enough. Yeah. It's, it's vast. Yeah. So we, we all coming together and just doing something positive, man, for the community. Bringing younger cats in, bringing new talent. That's just what we doing, man. So y'all need to check out the Vent Podcast. Y'all need to check out the Takeover. Y'all, all of that. We need y'all to hit all of this. Because all of this stuff is together under one umbrella. So I really appreciate right. being on the show, man. I uh, appreciate you bringing me on. And 
I'm gonna be bringing the topic. I want. I'm gonna have Phil on the on the V Live Five, man, because that's gonna be fun. Y'all gonna see about this. The V Live. I am ready to see that, and I'm ready to see the event get back relaunched, man. It was good to have you on the show, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you getting on here. And man, the, the event, man, when, I, when we was on there doing the show, that was great. And that ain't stopped. That's going to get relaunched, man. It's going to be time. BJ's going to be on here. It's going to be times I'm going to be on the vent. It's all under the same umbrella, man. It's enough room for everybody to get out here and, and do what we do. So, man, we about to get ready to wrap it up. But like I always do, I always do a segment, I mean a segment of Unsigned Hype. And I'll bring y'all a song for Miss Renata Soul. It's Mr. Right Now. Y'all go ahead and get that song on, on iTunes, on Google Play. I think she's on a couple more. But go on iTunes. Go ahead and give her that 99 cent, man. Y'all show us some support. Shout you out know. Renata Soul and Billy Broadway. Already, man. The uh, K-Ham Radio. They gave a, uh, a platform for me to do the interview. And I sure appreciate it. And I'm going to be reaching out to them more. I know BJ will. We all going to support each other, man. Because that's what we have to do. If the big companies won't give us a chance, we kick the door down so we make our own opportunity. That's right. And that's what it's all about. But I appreciate it, man. Y'all go ahead and check out this song, Mr. Right Now, from Renata Soul, and we out of here. Peace! Chasing dreams, yeah. I've been having since I was a baby. Maybe cause August 11, the star was born in the 80s. I was born to go get it. Wasn't born to be lazy. Nah. Man, I got people that's counting on me, won't let them down. Man, I got people.
but I don't know me hoping I drown Instead I'm holding the crown Like I'm holding my breath Under the ocean water Swimming into my depth Swimming like Michael Phelps Promise not to collapse Promise you when I finish I won't be giving this clap What's up? It's my right now I'm gonna take my power now I be, I be, I be, I be riding right past Yeah, My time is right now Yeah, yeah You see every, every, everything That was given to me work mix it up with a little hurt and it made me better i see it's all right now and it's okay i told myself this day by day don't, don't give, give up, up child. Child. No, no, no. keep your head in the game it's gonna work out one day one day one day, one day.